Am you giving the thumbs up there? <laughs> Welcome to the Midday Mingle, brought to you by Triple H and Studio Arts. Midday Mingle! You know, huge Woo! show, huge show. Yeah. We have Alistair Henskins. He's the state member for Korea. He has some very exciting news for us. Ooh, what's the news? Which no, 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 we'll no, discuss later. It's a secret. It's a How's secret. You gotta keep them listening. Gotta keep them. We listening. also have the studio arts house band. Are you in that? Yes. Are you Sean. in that, Sean? Yes. Swamp doggies. Swamp doggies. Swamp doggies. Um, we have Mark and Louise's love tips. They went on a cruise. Oh, so we get all the, the goss from the love boat. Was it a nice cruise, Louis? Yes, it is, Marky. I need a laugh. That's hilarious. <laughs> With David Harris. David, you got a good joke for us today. Good. Have you been up to much, Hamish? Yes. Ham Radio. Are you excited, Sean? Yeah. What what what, what movie are you re- uh, A pretty average for? film. Is it? We discuss oh. later. Okay. okay. Say it's amazing. An amazing movie. Good. Yeah. Okay, you hear that out there? You you don't want to miss this one. We're filling the buzz today. Let's Midday get into it. on Triple H. Yeah. Oh, Now let's see what's happening on Ham Radio. Yes, it is that time for another Ham Radio. Ham will be played by Dr. Josh this week because Ham has just gone out of the room. We don't know where he's gone. Doctor, are you happy to play Ham? Yes, I am. Okay, it's like a 90s sitcom. We just replace the character. Easy does it. Easy does it. All right, Dr. Josh, what's happening in Ham Radio? What what movie are you going to review for us today? The Kid Who Will Be King. Oh, hang on. Hammers, hammers just come back. Thank you, Doctor. Doctor, you've been replaced. That's how easy it is to replace all of you, okay? I'm just joking. I'm just joking, David. You're irreplaceable. Now, Ham, where were you? I was going to get a drink. Oh. Sorry. Okay, well, Ham, let's start Ham Radio. Okay, it started again. Okay, so today, as Josh said, Josh said we're reviewing The Kid Who Would Be King. Which is a new fantasy kind of take on King Arthur. Okay. Did you like it? Yes. Tell us about it. So the kid who will be king tells us a story of Alex who is bullied at school, but then he pulls out the sword and the stone and must band up a team of knights to stop the evil Mongala. Okay, so it's a movie of revenge. Yes. Hey, Nadia, have you yeah. seen this movie? Oh, yeah. You have? Yes, I have. Have you ever had revenge? Has revenge. Nadia, what did you think about the movie? Cool. Yeah, what was it about? Uh, You haven't seen it, have you? I must have seen it, yes. Was it about a chocolate factory, Nadia? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I think what you mean to say is I'm willing to see it and I will be seeing it very soon. Depending on Ham's rating of the movie. Okay, is it what's the rating? What what do you give it? I would give it three and a half stars out of five because it was a bit too long. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Overall, it's still in a job movie. How long did it go for? Two hours. Oh, yes. I only see rom-coms. Uh, oh, Shout I out just, to my man, um, uh, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend to take like little kids to see this film because it can be scary for them. Yes. What's it rated? PG. And it's rated PG for a reason because it can be scary. All right. I don't do scary movies or anything about King Arthur. Please, next Maybe week, Cam, see this. can you review 10 Things I Hate About You? 
Oh, that's okay, the movie. Okay, that's I a saw. really good movie. We should review that. It's a oh, classic. Yeah. Oh, you know, paving the way for um, a generation of of self-entitled, privileged white people. Mm. Well, you know, they needed a pathway and they created it. So, so I guess good I could. Them. I feel like I should recommend maybe recommend this to if you like kind of fantasy movies about. King Arthur mm-hmm. and going on a quest, mm-hmm. then I guess you could watch it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mm. thought that was a good ham radio. You know, All right. another week. Thank you, ham. Thank you. Cheers. Ooh. Oh, thanks. Hi, I'm Sean. I'm Carly. And you're listening to Studio Arts Radio on Triple H. Yeah, Cargill. We're here at Waitara Station, and Alistair Henskins is going to make an important announcement. I'm announcing four railway stations in my electorate are getting lift upgrades. The stations that are getting upgrades include Normanhurst, Warrawee, Pimble, and I think everyone here will be very happy to hear that the fourth station is, of course, Waitara. All right, so we just um, left Waitara Station. We're in the van en route back home because, David, I hope you don't mind saying this, but we had to leave. We didn't get a chance no. to interview the MP because David yeah. needs to go to the bathroom. That's true. Which mm. is just a reason why we need a lift right. at Waitara. Yes. Because if there's a lift at Waitara, we could have gone up, gone. used the uh, accessible bathroom, Yes. Come back yeah. and interview Alistair, but we yeah. didn't get a chance to that, Tense. did we? No. Oh, okay. So, natural fact, this is a perfect example of why we need yeah, yes. a lift. Yeah. But um, yeah. anyway, what did you think, Josh, of the whole day? Good. Yeah? Me too. Anything else, Josh? I think we should have a lift there. Why? So people in a wheelchair can gain access. Yep. And also, there's a lot of seniors there today, weren't there? Yes. yes. Um, mainly seniors, really. David was the only one in a chair. Um, and you realise yeah. how many activities are around Waitara? Yeah, you got magpies. Yeah, what do you got? Got magpies, you can get a coffee or a beer. Alright, back to the podcast, eh, guys? Yes. Yes. I better concentrate on the road. What is that? No, just kidding. I'm just <laughs> kidding. Bye. Yeah, I'm not holding the phone, am I? No. Who's holding the phone? Me. Sean. Sean, can yes. you can we get that um, on tape, on record? Okay. Ooh. Say it. Mm. Uh, what do I have to say again? I am holding the phone. I am holding the phone. Not me, but you. But not Lockie, um, me. Matt. Yes, <laughs> we got it. Yeah. We Yay. got it. So unfortunately we missed out on our interview with Alistair Henskins last week at Tara Station. But the good news is that we invited him over here today. Hi, Alistair, and thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you for uh, inviting me along, and it's great to be with everyone. We've had a nice little chat, getting to know each other. Hey, Alistair, my name's Julia. Hi, Julia. And my question is, how has Quingai changed since you've lived here, and how do you feel about the changes? I've lived in Quingai over 20 years now. Um, so, look, Kringai's had a lot of changes in that time, I must say. So, 20 years ago, there weren't very many apartment buildings. 
Uh, 20 years ago, we used to complain, my wife and I, because we couldn't get a good coffee anywhere. There were no cafes. It was very quiet. Uh, there weren't that many good restaurants. There used to be steak restaurants and family restaurants, but there were no Italian restaurants or anything like that. So a lot of that's come, which has been great. Um, there's also been a lot of apartments have come up and a lot of different people have, have, uh, have come into the area and that's been good, I think, too. We've got a lot of more diverse people in our area and I think that's a really good thing as well. Um, will the government be building any parks or cycleways in the area? Certainly parks because uh, every time someone builds an apartment building, they've actually got to put some money aside. It's called a Section 94 contribution and that goes to the council and because the council are the ones that build the parks and they get a whole big pot of money and they can only spend that money on things like parks and other recreational um, things like you know basketball courts or tennis courts or whatever or, or football levels so yeah. um, so we will get more parks and in fact the state government has pledged um, a huge amount of money on top of that to plant um, you know millions of trees in Sydney and to create new parkland so we're, we're also recognizing that we need more greenery in Sydney and so that's actually a state government policy as well as the traditional local councils um, providing more parks. Right. Cycle, um, my father's Dutch, right, and they're mad on bicycling. Um, but they have really designed their cities really well for cycling. And so they have um, dedicated cycle paths, which are separate from the cars, so it's very safe. They also have a massively flat country. So you never have any hills to go up and down, which makes cycling easier as well and a really mm -hmm. good form of transport. So we um, we have, obviously, you would know that we have some dedicated, you know, cycle areas um, on the on the roadside that are that are propping up sort of randomly here and there. I think I think it would be good if we could get more coordination of that. Mm -hmm. I'm also hopeful that the quarry site will be a little bit like Centennial Park in the city where, you know, you can go cycling around and, um, you know, have a really sort of safe big place where you can go and, and cycle as well. I know that's not getting you from A to mm. B, but if you just like doing yeah. cycling for fitness, that would be a good thing yeah. too. Hi, Alice. Hi there. When will Pimble Station have a lift? Okay. And why has it taken so long? <laughs> Well, um, can I start with the second question and then I'll go to the first question. Yes, please. Why has it taken so long? Now, all of you, I assume, get some money to live on and you have to use that money to buy the things that you need in life. And governments are no different, really, to any ordinary individual or any ordinary household. They've got to look after their money so that then they can buy things which are really important for their, their living. And we've had, um, we had a government before 2011 that always spent more money than they actually had to spend. That was just in running, that was not in building things like lifts for railway stations, that was just in being able to pay for nurses and teachers and other things. And because they always spent more than they earned, they never had money for things like lifts at railway stations. 
So what our government has done is we've worked really hard for about the first four or five years that we've been in the government and we've turned the budget around and really got the budget in good shape. And so by doing that, and also we leased out the poles and wires for the electricity system, and with the money that we've got, we can now start providing things like lifts at Pimble Railway Station. Um, and so, you know, the five lifts that I announced the other day, so we, we said in June last year that we'd put a lift at Warunga right. Station, and then, and then about two weeks ago, I announced that we we're also getting a lift at Pimble Station. There's actually going to be three lifts at Pimble, but it will mean, when I say a lift at railway stations, I mean enough lifts at a particular station to mean that if you come from either side of the railway tracks, you'll always be able to get onto the platform by using a lift, and if you're in a wheelchair, you'll always be able to access the railway system. So we're doing that at Pimble, we're doing that at Warrawee, we're doing that at Waitara, and we're doing that at Normanhurst. Now those five railway stations, including Warunga, they're adding up to probably it's going to be close to $100 million for our area. That's how much it costs. So this is going to make it really much easier for people who have mobility issues. And it's not just people like you in wheelchairs, it's also people who are old. Uh, you know, my father, he passed away 18 months ago, but he lived to be 92. And about the last four or five years of his life, walking was becoming more and more difficult, right? So our senior citizens, they're going to find, you know, the grandmothers and the grandfathers around the place, they're going to find it a lot easier to get around. Also young families where they've got children in prams, they're really struggling getting using the train system. So they're going to be out. So there's going to be a whole lot of people important people like you and them that are going to be able to get around a lot easier. So Ollie, that news to get a lift at Pimble and Waitara, what does that mean for you and your gym trips? It means I can get myself from home to Waitara and do a gym session and I can go from Hornsby to Pimble station and then just push home. Yeah, now look, I want to have our thing though, where you're going to smash me. Can we do that before you have too many gym sessions at, Wai <laughs> at Waitara? No, I go to gym already, I'm all so you need, you need to hurry up, Alice. You've already got, you've already got me worried. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to get on the phone and slow them down. I, <laughs> so when, so Alice, when will the lift be okay. up? All right. Now, th they can't give me an ab actual date, but what I can tell you is what the process is. And I can give you a bit of an idea of how quickly it's moved in Warunga. So when we announced it in, uh, in June that Warunga was getting a lift, they started planning for the lift. So they need to do engineering drawings and, and, and look at what's the best way to do it. They then, when they come up with the ideas that they think might work, they then go and speak to the community, people like you, so that you can say, hang on, this is not gonna work for me, this is not a good idea. Yeah. Or you can say, yep, that looks really good, I'm happy with that. So they, so they did talking uh, at Warunga Station from June with all that planning, they were then able to talk to people in December, the community, and get them to say, yep, we're happy with that. 
and now they're about to start inviting people to tender for the contract to start building it, right? So that's the process. So they can now start planning. They've got to go through all of that with Pimble. Um, so, you know, I'm hopeful that within a couple of years uh, we'll have a lift in Pimble. It won't be ready for a while. It won't be ready for a while, but it's coming. And that's, that's, it's good to know that it's coming. Because whenever you announce it, it's always going to take that period of time. So it's great that we've announced it. We've funded it. We've got the money. It's going to okay, happen. Ben. Ben's right. going to ask me a, a question about Thucydides and the Peloponnesian War, is he? <laughs> I, I could, but you wouldn't have error. <laughs> um, Xerxes, ask my, me about Xerxes. <laughs> I, yeah. Okay. But my question is what is your view on the current progress of climate change? Okay, well, Ben, you're the scientist, I'm not the scientist. Uh, but so, so I have to listen to what other people are saying, and there are a lot of scientists who are concerned about climate change and about how things are changing uh, around the world and the impact that that will have on countries like Australia but also countries you know in the Pacific where uh, they've got small islands and if the sea levels rise then they could lose their home. So I think we need to take um, uh, what's called the precautionary principle and try and make sure that we're not contributing to a problem if those scientists are correct. Oh, oh yeah. So, do you have this uh, experience with people with disabilities? I went to a very small primary school in Newcastle and in order for that school to get a whole lot of resources that they wouldn't have otherwise got, they partnered up with, um, they had special classes in addition to um, a general primary school, they had two classes of deaf children. And back in those days when I was young, there were no cochlear implants. We, we don't tend to see children that can't hear very well as much now because technology has developed. But these kids that I went to school with, they literally could hardly hear any noises at all. And so they had a lot, um, you know, uh, Ben I think was talking about, you know, how difficult it is to be in a wheelchair and, and the mental health issues and, and so on and, and the frustrations. Well, these kids that couldn't hear, they were very frustrated as well. They had so they had many of the issues that you had and, and so because we were going to school with these kids, we got to know them pretty well and, and some of the challenges that they had in their lives. I beg all parties and like pork job how is that Ollie thinks that all pollies act like pork chops. <laughs> and David's question is, how is it being a pork chop? <laughs> so it was a joke, was it? Hang on. <laughs> um, look, um, how is it being a pork chop? 
I've, I've got to think of a witty response. I mean, I'm not quite sure what the... Look, it is... Well, being a por- it's very dangerous being a pork chop at the moment because you may have heard that it's the Chinese year of the pig. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so today's pig is always tomorrow's pork chop. Oh, yes. <laughs> We're not all pork chops. We're not all pork chops. Good afternoon, Alexa. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. My name is Brooke. It's, and my question is, do you ha- do your children have any interest in politics, and and do they plan on following in your footsteps? Oh, that's a good question. Now. Um, can, can I say that my my daughter, who's almost twenty one, she was not, Brooke. She was not very keen on me becoming a politician. I can tell you, she <laughs> thought it was going to be the most embarrassing thing that that had ever happened in her life. My son is a little bit more cool about it, um, and um, he has a little bit of an interest in politics. I don't know if he'd ever be a politician or follow my footsteps, but. He's a little bit interested in politics, but my daughter is, uh, you know, she's... I'm just a great embarrassment to her. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thank you so much. Okay, thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Hi, it's Emily. Hi, Tammy. And the big D. From Studio Arts. And every day is like Valentine's Day With Mark and Louise Love tips Mark? Yes? Louise? What's up, guys? You were fresh back from your holiday? Yes, we did. Where did you go? On the Princess Cruises. You were on a big love boat. Shit. What did you call me? Nah. Two dollars in the swear jar, thank you. So wait, you went up Ship Creek? As no, you went to New Zealand. Well, that's the same thing. We went on a ship. Was it romantic? Yeah, it was. Do you think yeah. that's a tip that you would give anyone out there struggling in a relationship right now to go on a, on a love boat? It's quite a cruise. Did you get did you get seasick? Yes. Did you get lovesick? No. Did you get drunk? (laughs) Sorry, what was that, Andy? I'm sorry. Louise, did you have a good time? Yes, I did. Mark had to drink. He actually asked, did you get drunk? Mark did. And then he changed it. I heard you um got into your uh cocktails. Your martinis. Your what house? Golly, what's this? Is it? Do we have to put an R rating on this segment right now? I hear Louise, you won a dancing contest. Yes, I did. Did you dedicate it to your loved one, Mark? <laughs> I did, and I actually gave it to my mom. I heard you won a bottle of champagne, and then Mark, you drank it, I and and then you got seasick. Did you have any martinis on board? Yes, I did. And did that? Help with the love. Always. <laughs> Mark, 
It should just happen naturally. But that's a good tip. It's another good tip from Mark. Wine tasting. A wine tasting. What Elvino Tintos did you try? There's only five of them. There's only five wines that you tried. It's part of the tour, part of the cruise. Is this another time that you got seasick? So, so you would recommend someone to go on a boat cruise if they're feeling like their relationship isn't working at the at the moment. Is it something that I should do? Are there other singles on this boat cruise? Or you you don't know? I don't know that. You don't know. Do you I think I should book myself a cruise? Of course yeah, you can. Should I bring my wife or should I leave her at home? Take it with Take you. Your wife. Uh, you could go on two cruises, one with your wife, one without, and see what's better. Yeah. Okay. Was this what was the name of this ship? Princess Cruises. Princess Cruises. Oh, okay. It wasn't called the Relation Ship. No. Okay. An amazing love tips once again. Thank you very much. This is Josh from Studio Arts. You're listening to Triple H. I'm incredibly depressed right now, David. I mean, the holidays are over. Where everyone's back at work and how are you back feeling, at school. Good. Okay, M- M's good. Maybe we don't need David. <laughs> okay, see, so yeah, that was that's hilarious with David. Thank you very much. That's the shortest. Uh, no. No, you want to you want to say you've got a joke for us, David? Taketh away. Now it's time for. <laughs> With my friend David. <laughs> you got two jokes. Yeah. Okay. Can you combine Do both in one? No. Okay. Hit us. Hey, also, okay, we've got two jokes. We're going to rate both of them, all right? Okay. What? 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 What do horses watch on TV? Anyone got an answer for that? Neighbours. Neighbours. <laughs> Neighbours. Good, good. Okay. Um, out, of, out, of, out of five, what would you give that? I give it. It's getting a couple of tens. It got a nine and a. Oh, and a. What's. Andrew's. Just. I think he's given it spirit fingers. Everyone's giving it a 10, David. Good. Or jazz hands. Everyone gave that jazz hands. Okay, David, second one. Go. Where does cows go? Where do cows go? Are we talking the movies? I think we've had that one. I think we might have had that one before. (laughs) That's why I'm, I'm not trying to ruin your joke. I just feel like we... Probably had that on there. Okay, guys, out of ten, how would you give that recycled joke? We got a six. We got a six. <laughs> we got a seven. Okay. Yeah. We got a five. We, we, we've generally and we got, got a two. We got a general half jazz hands for that. Mm. So the winner is number one. Thank you, David. <laughs> we can all laugh now. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Ha 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 
You're listening uh. to the silky sounds of Hamish from Studio Arts. You sound like John Laws. Get in the scum bucket. Time for. Yep, that's right, Em. It's brought us to the end of another midday mingle. We will thank Alistair Henskins for thinking up of an idea of putting in lifts to make stations more accessible for wheelchairs, walkers, and scooters. Yeah. Next time you see Alistair Henskins, thank him and say thank you for what he did to the stations. Give him a high five. Give him a high five so he can make it easier for those people to access public transport. And next time you see him, say thank you. Be happy around you. And next time, this is Josh signing off and bye for now. Oh, it's time for me to go now. Bye. And quickly, while Josh is uh, making tracks, I'd just like to throw Amazing. in a big thank you to Triple H Radio, to Triple Studio H. Arts, and of course to all of our listeners out midday there. Mingle. That's it for the Midday Mingle! You can subscribe to the studio streamers on iTunes or SoundCloud, or you can listen at studioarts.org.au forward slash studio streamers.